there something that you should have told me like days ago? Oh, probably, right? Like maybe eons ago, like months in advance. Who knows? This isn't a problem I ever thought I would have to come up against, you know, like attempting to smuggle in an eight-foot sword or else I may have reconsidered my choice in weaponry. There was a purge here. Uh, the why a purge? That sounds kind of violent, like a purge of like a particular type of flower or like people. Yeah, I'm starting to think this was a conversation that should have happened before we embarked. Like like days ago, honestly, when we were out in the middle of the open ocean. We had so much time. What did we do with all that time? And speaking of, Cece, there's a chance she might be here in the city. Where do you find heaps and tons of explosives and how do you transport them? Welcome back, foundlings, to another episode of The Gate Chronicles. This is Chronicle 1, Chapter 68. My name is Emily. I'm your Game Master host and the, the person who does other things on this podcast. And today, I'm joined by my two only players. Say hello. 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 Hi, and I'm Quentin, and I play Charles Smoot, the now 58-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York, currently living for the past year in this terrible place, which has taught me to turn diplomacy into intimidation. Has it been a full year? I think so. Really? Yeah, it's been a while. Technically, your character's birthday is the month that you guys are in. Oh, is it? What day of April? Because Apollor is April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're in April. A- Apple Lore. You're right. Um, yeah, age is just a number. Uh, the 13th. <laughs> Numbers are just a concept. The 13th. Oh, wow. Okay. The question is, did your group do anything? Oh, to absolutely celebrate? not. No, they definitely <laughs> forgot. What what day in Apple Lord is Apple it? Apple Lord. It's the 28th. Hi, I'm Quentin Hunt, and I play Charles Smoot, the centuries-old biology teacher from a land forgotten. Centuries? He's centuries. Oh, wait. What as far it? as you're aware? Yeah. Centuries as far as I'm aware. Could be longer. It could be longer. There could be no time at all. Well, that was like a 10-minute intro for <laughs> Just Charles Smoot. You know, he's earned it, you know. It was his birthday. It was his birthday. He didn't celebrate. I'm Jaden, and I play Finnevere Aver, the frequenter of Baffing About. <laughs> <laughs> and bravely running away and fleeing. Alliteration. All right. <laughs> there was no chat GPT involved in this no, week's episode. There really wasn't. No, there really wasn't. We're all a little, uh, little rusty, a little out of shape. I was fine. Well, la-ti-da. Now let's cue some montage music and get back into shape. Let's get started. Once the party gathered sufficient information from Captain Clem and his first mate, Lang, the party finally disembarked from the Starlight Maiden. Their foray into the city, although rather uneventful, provided a small taste of the symphony of danger that hangs over Taija. Of course, the party could not help but pluck at one of the strings drawing them to this place. But first, tea? Tea! We're talking to a robot. Does it look like Pal? That's a good question. All right, well, hold on. I must set the mood. Mm. 
As you look around, you see the tavern is filled with the chatter of various groups seated in cozy booths around the floor. Several young waitstaff carry trays of tea, biscuits, and lightly powdered sweets. It's like taste of home with grandma. An older woman shuffles about, stopping at tables to converse with patrons. Her hair is in a coiffed gray bun with loose strands springing out. The hunk of metal standing before you sticks out like a sore thumb, a slight creak in its joints as it moves a charcoal stick across the parchment pad in hand. And how can I help you? You see that this rusting tin can of sorts does not appear like the high-tech model that you saw Pal and his comrades as. In fact, it's rather stocky in its build. And as I said, the creature essentially appears to be rusting. Parts of it are definitely in disrepair. And its main body is almost like for Charles Smoot, a gallon drum with a door hinge that opens and closes on the front. And its arms are kind of like just these long, thin rails of metal with hinges that it bends upon. It is not high-tech in the least. Think, um, like that crazy robot from Treasure Planet, but but human-sized. Yeah. Maybe a little less crazy. (laughs) Let's hope so. Ah, food. Do you serve it? He just pauses, tilts his head. This is a restaurant, so I would assume so. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, what, what, what's on the menu? And you just hear like this rasping sigh from its voice box. It sort of turns, walks away momentarily, and comes back with several menus and places them on the table. I will give you some time. Uh, could I get some tea? This is a tea house. Like, you gotta be more specific. Uh, tea, Earl Grey, hot. You hear Valen clear start. <clears throat> it's a type of tea, oh. Valen. What are you getting so upset about? <laughs> oh, is he an Earl now? No, he's Valen Grey, but Earl would be technically, like, it could be a title. It was a joke, okay? okay. All right. Um, so this robot marks off on the sheet of paper before nodding to you and walking away from the table. Hey, do you have any money to pay for this? Oh, money? Oh, no, I did uh I don't remember if I have any money. I remember being broke, but I don't remember how broke. Give me a moment. Don't we have a spare pearl? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, we The group does have one spare pearl. Okay, so the group has one pearl. And then... Well, don't you have other finances? Uh, z- supposedly according to my character sheet, but I don't believe that. No, Charles Smith's character sheet's up to date, apparently. He has 200 silver. It appears that Vinevere has 17 silver. Not entirely broke. Uh, what's on the menu? So you see that this menu is filled with varieties of tea, other sweet beverages, and a lot of breakfast items and pastries. Nothing hearty here. There is. It's on the back of the menu. Oh, oh I always forget to flip these over. And as you flip it over, you see that there are some um, relatively based meals. <laughs> they're based? They're pretty based. I'm glad they're pretty based. With potato. Ooh. Ooh, I do love a good potato. Thing. Yeah, yeah. You see, there's shepherd's pie. Need you say more? Yeah, there's there's shepherd's no, pie. No, you don't need there's... to say more. Just stop there. We all know what I'm ordering. Steak and gravy. Who cares? Uh, okay. So I won't say any more. I'm so. I mean, unless one of Smoot. unless one of them is called like the rebellion, order this if you secretly hate the state. Like I don't care what else is on the menu. 
<laughs> There's just an item on the menu called Rebel Scum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, is that on the menu? No. I'll okay. A, I'll take a black powder special. Then, then yeah, we'll take the shepherd's pie. Sure. Okay. So you just order for the whole table shepherd's pie? <laughs> no, no. I order for me shepherd's pie. Okay. When the robot comes back. Okay. Whenever, whenever that occurs. All right. Kelsey also looks over the list, and she seems quite pleased with the selection. I know. They're shepherd's pie. She shakes her head. No. Ew. What do you mean, ew? You're an old man. That's disgusting. What What, what does that mean? I don't... Balin, is there anything wrong with a good shepherd's pie? Hmm? Balin is currently eyeing what appears not the shepherd's pie, but some sort of steak on the back. But why would you ever get that when there's shepherd's pie? I I don't know. It just words. seems like it's a boring poor man's meal. B- boring? Poor? I don't need to eat here. Charles <laughs> Boot takes his menu and he goes tries to make friends at another table. Okay, while you're doing that, go ahead and make a perception check. Everyone can. Oh, okay. I'm Charles Boot is going to curmudgeonly try and find other quote old people. <laughs> uh, oh, that is a role for someone who's so old. Yeah, yeah. He he got his cataracts dealt with. Uh, so Finn's got a twenty-one, and Charles Boot has a thirty-one. Okay, both of those are reasonable enough roles. Finn, you're looking at the menu. You look up as Charles Smoot is getting up and you watch where he is going. Charles Smoot, you look around this restaurant, tavern, tea place, and it reminds you of a Cracker Barrel. It's very mm. busy. It's popping in here. It's very welcoming. Do you know what Cracker Barrel has? A lot of old people. <laughs> there are a good number of older individuals in this place, but you also know that there are actually Red Guard in here who seem to be enjoying their meals. No, I'm not going to be saying that. Okay. That's, I'm, I'm looking for the rebel scum, right? Who, who's ordered the, the black powder cake? Is that what you said? You cannot tell if anybody is rebel scum in here. Oh, you so... don't have that sense motive. You I, haven't talked I, to anybody. That's fair. Well, yeah. Is there anyone who looks like a grizzled old man? Who looks like a grizzled old man? Yeah, I need, like, where's my kindred spirit? As you walk by a mirror... You get a, <laughs> I see exactly what I'm looking for. And then all hope is lost. <laughs> all right. Uh, you do see somebody in here who appears to be relatively grizzled and older. However, you can see that he seems to be wearing very red-colored clothing. But that could be to throw them off a scent. It could be. You, you, it could be. I'll, 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 I'll go in and engage with this individual and right. see his disposition. So you walk over to this guy who is just sitting there enjoying a large stack of pancakes. That's, that's a cultured individual. I mean, it's not waffles, but it's it's like a close second. Okay. He's eating these, these pancakes. What do you do? Have room for a spare. I gesture to the booth beside him. He looks up at you, raises an eyebrow, sort of grimaces. Oh, this is my time off. Leave me alone. Just goes back to eating his food. My, uh, my compatriots over there are of a slightly younger disposition, and they were, uh, haggling me for my choice of cuisine, which I thought was rather robust and refined. I thought one such as yourself may appreciate it more. Gonna try to make an impression? Yeah, are you trying to get um, it? He just told you to go away, so yeah, that would yeah, be a I would, diplomacy. Yeah, I, I, I would very much like to diplomacy this individual because I have nothing better to do. Um, why is this what you're choosing to do? Well, this is this is what you obviously need to use your, your 18 roll for, for a 25 total in your diplomacy. This is the most important thing that's going to happen today. Is this random NPC I've selected out of this bar. Why are you bobbling the goblining right now? Oh, I'm schmoozing this man. So we're going to pop back over to the oh, other Oh, yeah, they're table. way more important. Please ignore me. 
So, Jaden, the robot comes back over with some lovely tea in a nice porcelain teacup, which he places, and he actually pours the tea right in front of you expertly. Oh my gosh. Oh, I ran out halfway through the trip and I thought I was going to die. What? Oh, yeah, no, I picked up a crippling tea addiction in Raylun. The tea in Raylun is excellent, so I can understand that. Yeah, nothing but top shelf for the Asher family. This is comparable. Then I'll order anything that looks like it's fruit or vegetables, preferably fruit. There's a lot of fruit items on the front page of breakfast. Do you have anything that's a medley? Let me try the, uh... There's a farmer's breakfast. A farmer's breakfast, we do that. Okay. (laughs) Just think it's Cracker Barrel. Farmer's breakfasts generally do not include either fruit or vegetables. (laughs) This one does. Apparently. It's a medley, Quentin. Fine, 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 we'll change that. Farmer's medley. I was about to say, like, fruit sampler, maybe? That's it. He said said he wanted it. You just told him what it was. So, that's what you're going to order. Perfect. Beautiful. I'm glad you got food. Quentin, somehow you convinced this older gentleman that you can sit with him. Let's go. Although he does not make much conversation with you. That's fine. He'd rather focus on his food. But I will say, the robot at your table, Finavir, looks at you. Is your friend going to return? Uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, it seems he's quite comfortable where he is now. Um, uh, not my table. And he just turns away and walks away. Guess we could he would talk with the with Kelsey and Valen about dental plans. I uh, heard denture plans. Yeah, so we're trying to get dental. <laughs> uh, I mean, I hear the Red Guard have great health care. <laughs> they okay. better. So you guys uh, begin discussing some of your plans, but you notice as this older woman kind of hobbles her way over to your table. Oh, dearies. I've never seen you around here before. Welcome to my tavern. Well, uh, thank you for having us. Uh, we're from <laughs> we're from far up north uh, here on a business venture. Oh, I see. Uh, far up north where? Scouting some prospects for Asher Winery. Maybe you've heard of them. Oh, yes, I've heard of them. You work for them? You could say that. I definitely do. <laughs> Man sort of chuckles along with you. Well, I'm certain you'll find the best business in the western district at the large markets over there. I was hoping to sample some produce, if you have any. Produce? Oh, you know, uh, fruits preferably, but vegetables can have their own... uh, Did you uh, order a meal yet? Did William take care of you? Oh, is that the uh, rustic individual? And he'll gesture towards the robot. Oh, yes. That's William. He's been here for about 12 years now. Oh, uh, we don't see too many (laughs) like that where I'm from. Oh, no, he's a rare one indeed, but he's harmless. But if you're asking for produce, have you ordered maybe the farmer's medley? Uh, actually, I did. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And the tea is fantastic. It, what, what, what's going on? There's some distracting gestures here at the table. Here <laughs> I'm doing IRL. mental math. Then do it mentally. C- can you do it quieter than <laughs> silent? No. <laughs> so many questions. What, what was that you're saying? I felt something whiff by my head. Something moving around like it was doing mental math. Oh, uh, there's a man over there just making some odd gestures near his head, and I was just very distracted. Sorry about that. She turns, she looks. Oh, yes. I can see that to be very distracting. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, you were telling me about your wonderful breakfast medley. Ah, yes. This tea is fantastic. Is there a way that I can procure some for my trip home? Oh, of course. I do sell it by the pound. 
That sounds agreeable. Um, okay, well, you say uh, how much? It's ten silver for a pound. A pound will get you by for a long time. That's why it's ten silver. I will say, you notice that the, the tea that you are drinking was only two copper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with uh, tea bricks. If you use a tea brick, that's a pound. You can make hundreds and hundreds of cups, which would eclipse that two copper piece uh, several times over. He'll, he'll take the deal. That sounds quite agreeable. And I'll cut up the ten silver. So you wanted just the Earl Grey, or were you interested in any other flavors? Hmm. Perhaps I could try a few. And maybe get a few pointers as a to a few businesses, a few places to do bulk marketing. You wouldn't happen to make the tea in-house, would you? Well, I do have a bit of a drawing business here, but I do also import some of my own products. Well, some of it is coming from overseas in Aradia. From Aradia? Yes, we do have a desert sand blend. Sounds very dry. It's surprisingly fruity. Surprisingly fruity. That's amazing. From desert. I bet it's popular. So I guess we'll, we'll arrange something where you know, like he gets like half a brick of Earl Grey and like a mix of the others for about the same price. Wow, you're making assumptions. So it yeah. sounds like you would like to haggle a little bit for pricing. I have come to bargain. <laughs> so, Jaden, would you like to roll your diplomacy to attempt to get a percentage discount if you buy multiple things in bulk? Well, I can't afford to get a whole bunch of one pounds. Okay. Because uh, this is going to take me very close to broke. I'll hopefully be able to pay for the meal. Okay. I'll give you a few options. Uh, I'm hoping that this conversation leads to some useful business pointers, which may lead us to... Business, air quote, pointers. Well, yeah, no. Prominent people can point to other prominent people. But can you roll diplomacy high enough to subtly undertone that we're looking for the rebellion? So you'd like to imply hidden meanings. Yeah, but if she's picking up what I'm putting down, I don't know. I don't know, but she seems like a nice lady. I'm new in town. So these are a few tea options she lists off for you. You have your Royal Earl Grey. You have Dragonfire Spice. You have the Desert Sand. Celestial Chai. Twilight Berry. And Golden Honey Blossom. You got to go slower for Grandma. Grandma also can't spell. Oh, yeah. No, no. Not, not a lick. Dessert Sam. Celestial Chi. There's an A at the end of that. Not Deserta. No, at Chai. There's an A in Chai. The problem was the two S's. There's not two S's now. There certainly aren't. There was a diplomacy called for, and it was 25. Tell me what quantities and what you're picking up. So that'll bring us to half a pound of Royal Earl Grey, quarter of... Dragonfire spice and a quarter of desert sand for one pound of tea. Okay. So she, that would be 10 silver. Righto. So he'll gladly pay her and try to convince her to tell her some, like, list of her suppliers or some people to go to if he's interested in being supplied with quality goods, such as she has here. Jaden and I are two very different quest lines. <laughs> I thought you were going to bribe her and ask for the rebellion. In code, so that the Red Guard don't understand. If I had a night on the town to where I can start doing knowledge local stuff, maybe. But that's what this is. All right. So, Jaden, I would like you to roll a diplomacy then. Since you're trying to just gather some more information about suppliers, which could be competition. Not 20! The 35. 
Imagine if you used that on gathering information about the rebellion. Uh, you know what, Quinton? <laughs> if you want to throw us under the bus so fast. I do. That's my favorite. Listen, am I? I am nothing if not a speedrunner. All right. So you're looking to get more into the business. I thought you were looking more into wines. Are you looking into teas? Well, you see, we do deal in wines. However, the good Baron Asher is quite fond of his teas as well. So one must always keep his prospects open. Baron Asher does not like tea, apparently. But does she know that? That's not a widely known fact. <laughs> I can make up whatever I want about my grandfather. You could. You, you're still going to roll deception. Uh, well, that's a total of 20. Oh, all right then. Um, well, like I said, you, your best option would be heading over into the West District, or you could head up to North District. Both of them have some relatively large markets. Do you make your way to the West or North District often? Not really. I usually stay in this tavern here. I have a very busy business, you see. Hmm. How do you stock your supplies? Uh, the providers in the area? Or do you make everything here? William goes out and fetches my product. However, I do make some of my own teas here. All right. Okay, I think uh, the, the vibe I'm getting is we need to get out of this district. You've only asked about things out of this district. Fine, we'll ask about this district. While we're here, are there any sights to see before we move on to uh, greener pastures? In other districts. <laughs> Doesn't seem like there's anything here. I've only heard about other places. Did you ask about this place? Well, I mean, every conversation leading up to this has told us to go to the west or north. If you remember last episode. That's because you've only ever portrayed yourself as a merchant. And those are where merchanting things occur. We have one supportable cover story. Finnevere. You see that there is this momentary, almost quiver in her eyes and a partial frown that forms on her face before it returns back to her smile. Oh, I'm afraid, my dear, that unfortunately the Southern District has been hit by some hard times. Uh, most of the things to do aren't around here as much as they used to be. I, uh, she lowers her voice. Thriving part of the city. But some circumstances uh, have led to its decline. What kind of things have happened that would make business so poor? You can see that there's almost a hesitance in her demeanor as she looks around, her eyes shifting back and forth. It's obvious. It's not mind reading. But was there more? What did you write? I wrote sense motive. I rolled your sense motive for you. That's why you got some information. You got a little bit of information. Can you stop playing with my toes? Quentin, Hi, honey. Quentin's bored on that side of the table. Um, this so, man's very dull conversation. Yeah, he doesn't talk to, talk to you at all. Tells, not very much. He talked about like... Um, are you trying to get anything from him? Or yeah. are you just being annoying? No, I'm like talking. Like, like he seems like curmudgeon and like grizzled. And I'm like... So you've probably seen a lot. Been around for a fairly long time. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's a lot changed over the past couple yep. of Yep. time. Yep. <sighs> Are the pancakes even any good here? Yep. <laughs> maybe I should order the pancakes. I don't know. Maybe they're right. Maybe maybe you Shepherd's also have pie. noticed though that no one ever came to take your order. Your table, meanwhile, is getting served their food. Maybe Shepherd's pie wasn't the right option. <laughs> you never ordered it. Well, no one ever came to take my order. All right. Um. So Jaden, as I was indicating, she is somewhat hesitant to discuss much as she looks around the room and your eyes are drawn to where she looks and she just sort of turns back to you and answers your question. Oh, 
you know, just falling on hard times. You know, the natural order of things. Well, I'll leave you now to enjoy your meal. Uh, if there's anything else I can help you with, I can give you directions on uh, some activities you could participate in the city if you'd like. Oh, I would love that. I'll get out a paper and either have her write them down or write them down himself uh, from what she says. Oh, but of course. Um, and do you have a place to stay while you're here in the city? Uh, not yet, no. Well, this is a also an inn on the top floor. I do have some spare rooms if you'd like to stay here. Uh, I do charge four copper a night. I have about three rooms available. Uh, however, uh, some places you could go to. There's a nice bathhouse in the West District. There are stables there if you have any mounts or pets you need to keep away for a while. There is a very large market that you can go to. There are so many things there I couldn't even tell you what you could look for. I haven't been there in years. And I don't know if you're interested in any educational sorts, but there are a few colleges over there. I know folks over in the East District are quite interested in the Colosseum. There is a library, and if you're interested in going there, you have to go through the church. And in the North District, there's theaters as well as... And she looks at both you, Finn, and Valen. And if you're looking for some alternative entertainment, giving you a little stern eye, there is a house of debauchery. (laughs) Kelsey just blushes. Jaden was so distracted by debauchery that he didn't remember how to spell entertainment. (laughs) The guy who's eating his pancakes, Charles, looks up. Aren't you going to eat anything? How do I order? You talk to one of the wait stuff. Oh, no one stopped by. That's because I've already got my plate. Yeah, but I didn't. Well, you're not supposed to be sitting here. Well, why not? We, we you had a very cordial conversation about the fact that I could. <laughs> he looks at you, eyeing you. What is it exactly you want? Why are you bothering me? Well, I didn't mean to bother you, per se. It's just I'm, I'm new in town, and I, I figured I could, like, chat up with some more knowledgeable people about the area. Uh-huh. Do I look like a tour guide, do you? No. You look better than a tour guide. You look like a resident, someone who's lived and knows the inner workings of the city. Probably give me some good tips about good places to eat, places to avoid, riffraff to not mingle with. The guy kind of chokes on his food a little bit as you're saying, like, all this stuff. <coughs> so you want all this information. Why not hire a tour guide, then? I didn't know that was an option. I've only got limited time here. What time of day is it? It's not too early to start drinking, is it? I'll buy you an ale. The missus doesn't sell ale here. What kind of a tavern is this? I feel rigged. He just shakes his head. You better have some respect for Miss Franny. Ah, well, fair enough. Have you paid for your meal yet, at the very least? He just looks down at his table. No yet, no. All right, well, for the inconvenience of my company and taking up your time, uh, how about I purchase that for you? He raises an eyebrow and looks at you. There's a sort of suspicion in his eye. Stranger paying for a stranger's food. It, I believe it's generally referred to as generosity. Not around here. You'd be best keeping to yourself. You get yourself into trouble doing things like that. I do. Well, I mean, see, this is why you talk to the locals. It is news to me that generosity is frowned upon. Well, it's not common anymore. That doesn't mean it shouldn't be. You're definitely new in town. <laughs> he just scoots his chair back nods his head. Thank you for the meal. And then he walks out. Sure. Charles Smoot now sits all alone at his table. Did he eat all the pancakes? Yes. Ah, drag. There's some syrup on the plate. Oh, that's just, You can't... Eating secondhand syrup... Wait, you were planning like, on eating secondhand pancakes. I don't yeah, want to hear it. Yeah, but secondhand it. syrup's too low to stew. Okay, so... 
Um, Vinavir, you've gotten information on places that you could go. Yep. Charles Smoot, Quentin, you got information on what you are doing is suspicious and strange and outlandish for these people for some reason. Apparently. What did you write? You can't write notes and then not... You some... better not be implying what I think you're <laughs> implying. You're going alone, and I will gladly watch an episode of Smoot. <laughs> okay, let's walk you through this. Remember at some point you were talking about activities? And he's like, what kind of activities are there to do? And I said, activities? Like a rebellion? <laughs> oh, we have three rooms here. Three rooms, hmm? A perfect number for a rebellion. <laughs> if you're looking for entertainment, entertainment. I hear rebelling is quite entertaining this time of year. This time on the gate. So, what are you gentlemen doing? You're kind of awkwardly split with Charles Smoot sitting over at a table by himself meanwhile you guys are being served your food. I'd say we finish our delicious meal. Uh, ben will pay somewhat attention to the fruit to see if it's any significantly different than when he's used to. Okay, um, you certainly see that there are fruits here that are foreign to you. Foreign fruits, like things that he hasn't seen before. Yes. That is what those words in that <laughs> order mean. Uh, Smoot at some point would probably wave down a waitress to pay for the uh, the stranger's meal. Okay, you do so. And it only costs you two copper. Uh, yeah, so that uh, house of debauchery you're not going to, right, gentlemen? Right? I'd never be caught dead in a place like that. Right, mister. <laughs> <laughs> right, Valen. Of course. Totally did not go to a place such as that. No. Before we, we left. <laughs> we wouldn't do that. <laughs> Both red as a beat. <laughs> um, right. So I hope that our passage into the other parts of the city don't require too much more documentation. If not, this seems like a pretty comfortable place with rooms being fairly affordable. I would say, Charles, your conversation with the gentleman does not last that long. Probably by the end of Franny's conversation with the table you would have had the opportunity to pay the waitress and make your way back over. So you could make your way back over while this conversation's happening and pick sure. up on it. Yeah, he would. Okay. Everyone's still eating their meal at this point. Just a little bit. Kelsey's picking at it. And Charles walks over and sits down. Uh. <laughs> and all he hears is the house of debauchery as you guys are awkwardly like, <laughs> Oh, like the one we went to before we left. <sighs> Valen just sighs and shakes his head. Thought we weren't going to bring that back up. There was vomit everywhere at one point. Yeah, I heard someone with five aces. Speaking of which, I noticed you have that deck of cards with you. You want to play something? Do we really have time for that? Shouldn't we be, like, doing something, going places? Kelsey uh, still has to finish her food. I... Finnevere <laughs> uh, uh, starts dealing a hand, and we're bartering for with some of our sides. Valen bets his uh, mashed potatoes. And uh, Finn will bet his uh, mandarin oranges. Sounds good. All right. Real loaf, we played rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> we heard a few things about... Well, his language would change around to Kelsey. <laughs> the theater and the debauchery is up north. And the west is full of information. There's a educational college. Uh, yeah, it, there is a library that's guarded by the church. A large market. A stable. And the bathhouse. I might have to ask you to rewind uh, here because, quote, the church means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Wait, I thought... I thought the church and the, the Coliseum, those were um in the East District, right? Oh, I don't know. I wasn't did I, did I mishear something? 
I think she said something about people in the Eastern District really like the Coliseum. And that we could go uh, to the library if you wanted, but we had to go to the church to get there. Okay, okay. And, and we're still dancing around the subject of the church. Well, isn't the Red Kingdom uh, the, their own kind of religion or something? Like a cult? Yeah, that, I remember the story you told us in perfect detail with uh, the, the bishop? Yeah, the bishop and that whole dinner. That, that sounded like they had their own... Yeah, he's not going to say the word cult with an earshot of a uh, a red guard. There are definitely red guards still here. You see some of them getting up out of their tables and leaving after paying. Finn will call it a place of worship. Okay. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it is strange. Something we should probably get a little bit more information on before we go snooping around. Well, there's a lot of places we could go. Well, Smoot, you look like you could use some forgiveness. (laughs) What does that mean? Saying maybe we check out the church. I don't think that's where you're going to find it. Well, they have a library, and I would love to explore that. What exactly are you looking to explore there? What are you hoping to find? Best case scenario. Best case scenario, beneficial history, or What, what historical knowledge would be beneficial to you? And the Red Guard's already left? You see that some of them are mingling, but they're getting ready to get up from their table. You can also whisper. Whispering's super suspicious. Hush, you gotta keep some balance. (laughs) You see, I'm not a barbarian. Not all of us can be. Well. I don't exactly have a lot of leads otherwise. I mean, we could also look at the stables over in the West District. Mr. Smoot, if you don't want to take Cerulean around. What's wrong with taking Cerulean around? I don't know if, well, I mean, if you have him tied up in the city, what if somebody steals him? I think he would kill them. I don't know. Yeah, he's a good boy. He would like, kill them. That sounds like a bigger problem, Smoot. That could be a bigger problem. That's an even more reason to have him in a it's train station. self-defense! No, no, that's that's carelessness. There's, there's a difference. As you guys are talking about the stable and the elk potentially hurting somebody, William seems to overhear. If you would like, you could take your mount... He pauses and tilts his head Confusion. to the stable in the West District. They do offer training for animals there. My animal is very well trained. Thank you very much. You are welcome. And he turns away and walks away. That's good for him. Yeah, he's got a sass module. Oh, imagine if they could teach him to do tricks. I've already taught him tricks. What tricks? There's the surprises. Well, I've taught him to sit. And to stay and to come. Also, he will more or less. Oh, oh, oh also, I've, ta- I've taught him to not let people I don't want writing him write him. Uh, so, do you have any actual suggestions, Mr. Smoot? I mean, at the end of the day, we really have to evaluate why are we actually here? Not our cover story. Why are we actually here? We were waiting for a boat to get to the place, right? Weren't we supposed to meet up with a guy to take the boat? To get to a place? Kelsey, what, what information do you have that... Finn, did, did you know this? Uh, uh, I thought that's how we got here. I thought that's how we got here. I'm sorry, were, were, were you privy to some, like, special information? Kelsey, have you been holding out on us this entire time? Like, you've had a plan and we've been in the dark? Oh, I thought he would have told you guys. Uh, there was, um, apparently a boat or something that we could go 
meet up with in like the next few days or something if we wanted to get up river. Yeah, it sounds like our goal. Yeah, so but you guys weren't listening or something. I don't know. Weren't uh, That does sound like us. You were I very mean, okay, busy. That does, that does sound like bickering us. about something else. Uh, we do that. Uh, I'm sorry. That captain cheated at dice, and you know it. He has that otter smuggle things into his beard. Although it could have been that we we're just supposed to go there when we're ready. I think that's what it was. Either way, he said the guy wouldn't be back for a few days, so we could just go when we're ready after three days or so. Because we have to wait three days. At the very least. But I think if we wait too long, we might get in trouble. Wait three days and then go when we're ready. I think it was on my whiteboard upstairs, but for some reason, I didn't write it down in the notes. Well, Kelsey, it's a shame that you forgot to bring your whiteboard downstairs. I know. Well, thank you for such splendid information. That really does help me wrap my mind around the time frame that we have here. As you guys are still sitting having conversation, the old woman comes back around. Oh, I see you had your friend join you finally. And who are you, strapping young man? Oh, I, wait. Okay. It's really, you're not even young compared. No, 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 no. I think Finn's going to go for it. Oh, you mean the Charles Asher. <laughs> He's actually the head of our expedition here. Smooch's looks turns at Finn like he has five heads. Kelsey also turns. Everyone at the table is looking at Finn. Are we all Ashers now? Oh, no, I am but a humble servant. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why, yes, uh, my delicate flower. And, like, Charles Smoot goes to, like, kiss her hand. I am none other than Charles Asher. You just see Kelsey's face just go into this grotesque look <laughs> of disgust. Oh. Oh, well, thank you, lad. So, have you figured out where you're going to be going? We'll be staying here for the evening. I'll have to get your rooms ready if you will be. Does depend, you see, as my compatriots and I uh, have needed to travel quite some ways. We do have with us a steed, and I did not know if your establishment would have such accommodations. Well, unfortunately, I do not. There's the place you can tie him at front, but there'll be no one to watch him in the evening. However, this will be as safe a place as any in the city if you need somewhere to stay. Such an attractive offer from such an attractive hostess. Oh, you do make me blush. Ah, uh, well then, um, yes, uh, servant, pay, pay the fine lady. <laughs> Valen chokes on his tea. Oh yeah, I, I, I pay the fine lady for the three rooms. So, uh, it is two copper night per room? That's six copper. Oh, but for, uh, oh yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> what, do you think she has, like, upper class? You could elbow Charles and try to pass a meaning across. But he would have to pass his own sense motive. Oh, no, I'm just going to gladly pay the lady. She takes the copper gladly and your meal, which it comes out entirely to eight copper in total for everybody. You're the servant after all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelsey chips in. She she gives you five. Okay. Uh, as we are such uh, refined individuals, clearly here on a uh, business expedition, uh, I, I tried... Um, conversating with some of the locals to maybe get an idea of what areas of town to avoid or be careful of. Oh, well, of course. You can never be too safe when carrying cargo. And I, while I'm sure your establishment is as safe as any, I need best know which establishments or locations to perchance avoid. Well, of course, when the dusk settles, uh, you should be quite careful. Oh, Charles. 
Oh, Char, my perception's good. I a plus 13. What did I roll? Yo, no. Oh, Char. I'm an expert. No. This woman's beauty has blinded you. Oh, that's fair. She is such a supple creature to behold. But perhaps her soul is what attracts. Charles, she says, well, as the dusk settles, the best part of town would be to be in the West District. Unfortunately, the Southern District does have some of its problems. And you can see she kind of scratches at her head for a moment. But I will say, you should be careful of the slums in the eastern part of the south and also of the western part of the east. <laughs> Those areas are largely slums. Can we, can we rewind? <laughs> no. Those areas are largely slums and unfortunately a lot of miscreants seem to uh, gather in those areas. Finn, I will say, you have begun to notice that she seems to be slipping in words here and there that seem to have a sort of double meaning to them. And you notice that she kind of looks around again, her eyes darting back and forth, and she seems to be keeping attention closely to anybody coming into the door as a group of Red Guard have left recently. All right. Uh, so am I to make my own assumptions? I think that is the... That, so that's how okay. the sense motive works. Unless you critically succeed on your sense motive. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, you got your rebellion. Miscreants equals rebellion. That's what I need. So now we just need That to wasn't necessarily... Slug. I will okay, I will point this out. That was not necessarily the part of the double meaning. But you did catch the words, dusk settles. Mm. Within her phrasing, which seems to indicate something to you. Oh, uh, Charles doesn't catch this at all. No, I don't. I don't. But a, a very smart man who is well-learned throw in some key phrases. They don't have to be exact, but you guys can make elaborations on some of the wording if you would like. Even though the captain said things very blatantly, he's a very blatant man. Finnevere, you realize that there is a delicate balance to the words that she has been speaking to you as a group. Uh, when the dusk settles, the shadows we endure, so we hear. Yeah, but you're not saying that out loud in that phraseology, are you? I'm going to put a little reminder here in my notes. Listen, guys, I am smart. I promise. I, I think Finn would try to work that in. Well, if we encountered such things, I hope we should endure such shadows. Roll diplomacy. I will say you're at a minor negative because you were told you were you are the servant, apparently. <laughs> what if he's a rebellious servant? Oh, no, she sees you as the... <laughs> oh, no, yeah, you're you're definitely the... Dominant folk here. <laughs> Whose fault is that? Yours for being so dominant, loud, smooth. <laughs> uh, Twenty-six for Finn. You see, she smiles at you. Well, I'm so glad to have friends in the city. I will say, if you're ever in need, feel free to give me a ring. And how might one call of you in such a time of need? Come into my store, I suppose. Oh, okay, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I think we can do that. We'll be around. But of course. Uh, what time is it in game? Well, you guys got here in the morning. Then we had then we talked for a few hours. You stayed on the boat for a while. Then we had customs to go through. Then we got lost. We yeah. talked to some guards, I think twice. It's it's like afternoon, but later afternoon. Maybe we go find a tour guide in the slums. <laughs> yeah, want to get scammed? Let's go find someone willing to scam us. They have problems. You want to go to the Coliseum and make money? You guys are kind of having a discussion about like. Oh, maybe we could go somewhere. We could do something. 
she sort of smiles. I will say, it would be of great benefit if friends were to prove their friendship. And how would one be able to obtain such familiarity and cordiality? Is there any particular deeds which are in need? Certainly. If you're from the outside, you should learn about the city. All there is to know. Well, I mean, I hear there's a library, but I don't know how regulated that literature is. Oh, that library will be very difficult to get into if you are part of a different crowd. Then where, perhaps, would you recommend uh, to be caught up on this fine town's history? Oh, sometimes you have to crease some fingers and lean in certain directions you might not agree with if you want to get things done in the city. And, and what direction would I be leaning towards in a more, like, cardinal sense? <laughs> Smoots, like, light desperation seek, <laughs> slipping yeah, through. Yeah, wait a second. Full of diplomacy is Charles Smoot. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, don't fail me now. Oh, that was so close. I almost had a heart attack. 19. It's not terrible. It almost rolled a two. Kelsey actually speaks up. I think it would be best of us if we just pick somewhere to go and maybe learn about the city. That's what I'm picking up, and that's the feeling I'm getting. Right. I think we don't know enough about the area for us to be trying to make friends. We don't have anything to offer. Uh, you know, that does make a lot of sense, and, you know, uh, Kelsey's always right. <laughs> I mean, Finnevere, you do tell me that Kelsey is always right, so who am I to argue? I'll go and get your rooms prepared. I hope that you'll learn enough. And you find the answers you're looking for. Much appreciated. I, I cannot wait to return. Okay, cool. Then we... Where, where do you want to head off to, Jaden? I have my preferences, but I'm also a, a unga bunga barbarian. Okay, here's my thing. I could tell you things. Well, that feels cheating. Why don't we put it up to a roll? You guys could put it up to a roll if you wanted to on deciding where you go. I will say... Quentin's going to want to game the system if I tell you, though. But I think it'd be good if you guys just went to somewhere that you were interested in. You have some time to just kind of prance around the city. We have three days. We have three days. Okay, okay. Going back to what we know of where's what. Go back to where's what. You, you had a where's what. Issue. Oh, the, the larger where's what? Yeah, the larger, like, where who's where's when's what. Okay, West District, there's a bathhouse. I don't care about that. A stables. I don't care about that. A large market. I mean, that's arguably where you grease fingers. Colleges. Um, yeah. East District, there's a coliseum. Yeah, I like that. There's a library, which is connected to a chapel of sorts. That, that doesn't sound like we're going to get anywhere there. The okay. North District, there's a theater and the House of Debauchery, basically. Did we get any information about anything, anything interesting in this district? Like, literally anything. She, and Finn did say he updated you, she sort of told you that things in this area are not good and that there's really not much to do here anymore. There used to be, but most of the business has moved out of this district. There's stuff that happens on the exterior at the docks, but most of the trade happens in the west and north districts. The north being more artistry and the west being more... Um, residential, but higher residential. Our alibi is real strong in the West. So if there's anything of specific interest... Quinn I mean, really like, wants to go to the Coliseum. He keeps indicating it. And that's... I mean, the, the inner barbarian in me is is just naturally urging that. However, comma, the implication 
is from the statement that you need to occasionally grease fingers of those you technically don't agree with is probably that we should either go east or west. Especially because she just said west is like higher brow residential. That's probably where a lot of the red guard are. But also, there probably are a lot of red guard around the Colosseum and the heavily guarded church area. Yeah, well, if we go to the western part of the East District, we could run into some trouble and try to get some information that way. We could, like, start our venture in the markets of the West District, but then be unfortunate travelers who stayed out too late and got lost and then, like, ended up in the slums. Is there a place in the West that we're not supposed to go to? The slums. In the West, there are no slums. In the West? Yeah. In the western part of the East District, there are slums. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, those kind of, like, touch up on each other. Oh, well, then we go to the Coliseum, and then we get lost and end up in the slums. Okay, let's go to that Coliseum. All right. This will be fun. I will say, when you guys make your way through the city, you have to get some directions to get there. We have my hand servant. He's very good at talking to people. You do make your way, shifting through the areas of the city. I want you to roll perception check. You did this to yourself, Jaden. Oh, wow. Only a 16 for Charles Smoot. He is very distracted by the concept of that very voluptuous woman back at the tavern. <laughs> uh, 28 for Finn. As you guys are making your way through the city and you pass uh, the parts of the city where she indicated that there are some slums, you do notice that there are some buildings that appear to have been restored, but a lot of buildings on this side heading into the East District have been left in complete disrepair. Close to the gate appears to be the slums, which stretch on along the wall for a great distance, curving with it. You'd barely see any people on this side, except for those who are passing through the gate, which even then, the number is small in comparison to what you saw passing through when you entered the city through the center into the south. You have to show your paperwork off again to the guards who are at a checkpoint, which leads into the Eastern District. It seems like each area of the city is almost cut off by another wall, divided and not united. My emotional, philosophical, spiritual. <laughs> Additionally, to your leftmost side, like towards the north part of this area that you're in, you see another set of large walls that kind of like climb and there's multiple hills that are towering over. And it seems like there are tiers to the city as well. But as you enter into the East District, on your right-hand side, you are greeted by even more dilapidated buildings, which are tucked away behind some very nice buildings right in the front, almost like it is supposed to be a disguise. It is a pathway of nice buildings that guide you toward the Colosseum. They funnel you in towards it. But you can spy through the spaces of the buildings, the other destroyed ones, and which seem to go on for miles. Buildings stacked upon each other. But you hear the liveliness of the Colosseum. You buy tickets to get in. It's a copper apiece. Very cheap entertainment, it seems, for the poor. Perhaps to keep them in line. Or to keep them busy. To keep their minds off of something. Like a tech. Charles Smoot is eyeing the competition. <laughs> okay, so Charles Smoot, you guys get your seats in the stands. You're sitting up relatively high, and you begin to witness things that you were not necessarily prepared for. You see people 
down in the center of the Colosseum, who are released into the main arena, which then you notice that there are multiple Tota that have also been released in there, and it becomes a bloodbath. I'm going to need each of you to roll a will save. Ooh. Okay. You tell me what this will save is for, because this will save for me... It's emotional. I have a very specific emotion. Sure. Uh, Charles Smith's better judgment is getting in his way. I really wanted to roll low. 29 for Charles Smith. Finn's feeling the emotion of 24 today. Okay. About a 24 on the emotional scale. You can tell that this entire show, as you would put it with air quotes around that, is exactly that. It's a show of force. It is a demonstration. You hear... Some people in the stands, people who wear the embellishments of the Red Kingdom on their clothing, screaming, kill the traitors, let us see blood. You all succeeded on your will saves. And Charles Smoot, I'm going to give you a bonus of one because this is something you've been looking forward to the entire time. So that would make you critically succeed. Oh, that's good. And this makes sense for your character because this is literally what you've been expressing, the place that you wanted to go. Yeah. Your character becomes emboldened. You gain advantage on a single roll of your choosing for one day. I assume I have to state that I am using it before I attempt the check. Yes. You must tell me you're using it before you attempt the check. I will say, each of the locations that I gave you have potential to give you a benefit without a disadvantage or benefit with a disadvantage or just a disadvantage but they all have different aspects of the story. All the areas I gave you can help you advance where we are. All right. I tried to make them interesting and unique. They can get you to where you want to be. But also, some of them just give you benefits. Charles Smoot will pull aside um, one of the cheering crowd members who is shouting traitor. Now, what did this lot do? (laughs) He looks at you, smiling, just this bloodthirsty smile. They're traitors of the Red Kingdom. They seek rebellion to overthrow our wonderful government. Our nation will be victorious in this war. How dare they? Charles Smoot, or with who? There's there's no war anymore. The, the Red Kingdom won. The, the kingdoms are united. Am is I forgetting something? Is that what you're saying to him? Sure. Well, what are you talking about? Uh, the Red Kingdom won all the wars. Who's left? He whips around to you, and you just see this... This fiery look in his eyes. This whole continent will be ours. Isn't it already? Charles Smith is going to lean over to Fenivir. And I know you are a very small-framed man. But I am going to need to ask you to hold me back. The man smiles at you all. Uh, The Red Dawn greets you, brothers, sister. Oh no, what was the saying? What was the saying? I think the sayings I decapitate the toad and save the people. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Man, There's a I, lot of red guard I here. Really need someone to hold me back. He's <laughs> waiting for your response, and he seems to get a little agitated with how long he's waiting. Uh, Finn's going to, to, to pull on Smoot's collar and try to recall. Oh, I know the phrase. Yeah, good for you. Finn has the phrase right here, and he doesn't want to say it. Well, uh, Finn doesn't have much in the form of pride. Yeah, Charles Smoot does. And praise in the rising sun. He smiles at you, Finn, and looks to each of you, Charles. And he eyes Kelsey, who kind of also nods her head. Ah, sorry, 
We're a little new in town. Really new. We actually just came in off a boat. Slow in the uptake. Uh, how did... I'm sure that this establishment isn't only for public execution. Um, how does one participate in the festivities? Is that even an option? He looks at you like you're a little crazy, and he just goes, You should learn our laws before you come in here. You are expected to offer a response. You will praise the rising sun in the future. I will forgive this once. Dare we not meet again? And then he turns back towards you, Charles. If you don't value your life, I suppose you could. Talk to some Red Guard. See where that gets you. Scum. And he turns and walks away. All right, Finn, I know what I've got to do. I'm going to go get arrested and dumb. I hope he wasn't saying you have to beat up the Red Guard to get in. I, listen, we all know the rule. Punch the biggest thing in the room and then you're in charge. So it's time. Why do you want to fight things in here? What do you think that you're going to accomplish? Okay, say say you go in there and you, you win. And you beat everything in front of you. And then they send in more. Maybe we have to find a... Wait, 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 wait. Then what? Yeah, what's the prize? You just want to blow off some steam? Let's say, theoretically, I get thrown in that arena. You know what that means? That means it isn't someone else being put in that circumstance, Finnevir. Do you think they have a chance at survival? Oh, well, that's thing you No, Finn, they don't. At least if I go in there, there is a chance that I will come out on top. And even if I take one less monster out of that ring to give one individual a fighting chance, I think that's worth it. But there's a lot of them up against other people. I don't know how well it's going to go. Those are big, big lizards. So, like, what what are the odds? What are we looking at? Are we Can looking at armed civilian? Can I roll a knowledge nature check to see the maturity level of the Tota? You could roll a nature to determine that. Because we are um, somewhat familiar. I will say you are somewhat far away, but... Could, I mean... I, I would need you to could roll... Could we push closer? Yes, you could push closer. Okay, and, and what would you have? To I was going to say, I would need you to roll perception to see how good of a look you get. Oh, I would and just then... push my way through the crowds going down. This, like, it's still Coliseum, so there's seating, but there's still stairs to head down. Is there not? Yes, but it is very crowded in here, I will say. You could try, but I'm still going to need a perception from you to see what you see. Perception first. Critical failure. So I am blind, but I get a critical failure on my nature check. So, for the audience at home, we have finally established the 1 in 400 reality (laughs) where on two simultaneously required checks, I roll a natural one on both of them. Can I suggest Charles Smoot? Celerac changes his vision. You can feel Celerac is bubbling up inside of you. He's getting so... he He's also affected by this emboldened nature, and that is why you're being driven to do what you're doing as you're pushing through this crowd. Your vision goes red automatically. You sense blood, and it excites you, enthralls you, and it draws you in. You don't even see the toad anymore. You just see red. Well, I don't know about you, Finn, but Charles Smith's got it. I don't think I have a choice at this point. It is what I wanted, yes. However, comma, I don't have a choice to want it anymore. I, I will say that's it's only affecting your perception. By red, I mean you are feeling everything that Selrak is feeling because it's perception. Sure. It's nature. You can roll a will because you do feel him 
trying to push to take over. I think they agree, though. Mm. I I am going to roll a will save for Charles Smoot to keep control here. He wants to put all of the cheering crowd in their place. 27 for Charles Smoot's will. That would be a success. Yes. Ben wants to pay attention to a few things that should be easy to, to suss out. Do the people have weapons? Are, is it just Tota going around? Are there obvious, like, uh, is it just like a flat arena that's just super flat? And are there announcers, like uh, uh, commentators? There, okay, uh, it cl- it's close to like a Roman Coliseum. Okay. Where there's no real commentator, but you do see like people holding flags of sorts, which seem to be indicating death, victory, those kinds of things from up above. Very long distance umpires. I see. Well, yeah, you can't get too close a distance because those Toto, when they're going on a rampage. There are no handlers riding any Toto currently. It is just Daniel being fed to the lions. Mm. Uh, the people down there seem to be given a, air quote, fighting chance, despite what appears to be their crippling wounds that they have on them. They are provided with weapons that they can pick up. It is very standard, like, arena fight sort of thing. But it is very much a public execution. But I will say, roll a perception check, Finn. All right. Let's get that perception rolling. Perception go burr. Perception really go burr. 32. Oh, yeah. And then I'm also going to... Do you have lore society? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got that, that good, good, good society. Society go kind of burr. 20. Okay. As you look around this stadium, you you see Charles, like, moving down away from you guys. You do sense something from him that's a little off. However, you look around and you notice there are some very particularly seated booths that seem to be for high-station individuals. And one in particular stands out the most to you, where there seems to be a throne, and it is situated close towards the bottom of the arena, just positioned perfectly to get the best view. From what you can tell and your knowledge, you would assume that is where the king would sit, along with any of his advisors. He's not there currently, but you assume that if he would be, it would be for a very special occasion, perhaps for a very special criminal. Uh, You know, our very own Charles Smoot's pretty special. Charles, you get down to the base of the steps where there is a wall. People are leaning over the sides, chanting and cheering. Some of them have to back away from the walls as acid spray from the Tota kind of flies up out of their mouths as they kind of like shake a body, tearing it to pieces and devouring it. Is that enough to push them over? Does Charles Smoot see any Red Guard nearby? Oh, there's tons. They're kind of just like standing around the area, just observing. Some of them are even joining in with the jeering, but there are a few that are staying vigilant. So a lot of this is happening really quickly, I will add. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, another guy just died. I would like to preference that Charles Smoot does have intimidating glare. So with a stone cold, straight, serious face, like inflamed eyes with rage, Charles Smoot will just walk up to one of the red guards. Where does one volunteer? And he will be implying for the pit and I am rolling intimidation. Okay, I'm surprised you didn't just jump in. I was just waiting for that, honestly. I I feel like that's a really good way to get arrested very quickly. I did think about it. I also don't like the concept of fall damage. I think if that's misunderstood, you might be getting that that pamphlet we've been talking about for recruitment of the Red Guard. Um, 
I, I, I mean this to be the most sinister possible. Only a 19 on Charles Smith's intimidation. Because you are tapping into some of Selrak's power, you're going to get a plus two. Okay, so 21 is better than 19. This man looks at you. He's meeting you at your eyes. You see a slight bead of sweat form on his brow. He seems to be keeping his composure, though. Looking to execute uh, some criminals yourself, eh? Absolutely. I admire the man. You'd have to talk to the commander for that. Well. He kind of looks at you at the base in the East District. It's north of here. He's not here currently. Okay. How far of a drop is it? 15 feet. You can perform an acrobatics, though, to ignore the first 10 feet of damage and then take 1d6 non-lethal damage for the remainder. 15. Charles Smoot just looks at the guard. <sighs> Too long. And just jumps over the edge. Wait! You jump over the edge and you tumble into the arena. You hear a swell of excitement from the crowd. And Finn, you hear a scream from Kelsey. And you turn and you look at her. And you see that she is crumpled down onto the floor, holding and grasping at her head in tremendous pain. Kelsey! And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. So, that's going to be interesting, boys. Very powerful. What the heck? Thank you, families, for listening to this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. We're so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you enjoyed the episode. Uh, so, foundlings, as always, we do want to give a big thank you and shout out to Michael Gelfi of Michael Gelfi Studios and Monument Studios, Epidemic Sounds, and Will Savino with Music D20 for giving us the uh, ability to use their music and ambiance in today's episode. So go ahead and check them out in our description below or just, you know, search them up because they're amazing. If you're interested in keeping up to date with any news or announcements on this show or Missing Role Player Found, please consider joining our Discord and hanging out with us there. Uh, you can also follow us on X at Roll Found. And yeah, we don't really post anywhere else that much. Uh, if you want to follow us other places, that's great. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. Uh, we're going to we're gonna try and post more shorts there, but there's no guarantees. So I guess then we'll see you next, next week on another episode of The Gate Chronicles. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.